everyone. Welcome back. Another episode of What's Good. Greg Meskel here with you. And we have another inspiring story for you here on this week's episode. Uh, Olympic gymnast Chelsea Memel. Chelsea, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, your story is, is an inspiring one, and I think we're all looking for uh, something to motivate us and inspire us a little bit during this pandemic time. Uh, making a comeback in the sport of gymnastics. I know you've had to talk about this a bit, but you're doing it at an age when people don't typically still compete in women's gymnastics. What's this comeback process been like for you? Um, it's It's been amazing, and I feel like it escalated really quickly because it just started from me just wanting to get in shape and then just kind of playing around in the gym. And then when everything shut down, I just started doing it more because we were in the gym so much. And it was it was almost my escape. Um, and it was like the one thing I felt like I had control over when all of the mass craziness was happening in the world. It was like the one time where I was like, okay, I can control, I can control what I'm doing. I'm doing my gymnastics. And that I, I think that's really what helped push me into doing it even more. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have a great number of videos, a frame with interested in gymnastics, learning more, right? These kind of Chelsea challenge videos and you share all this content. And it was interesting reading about your story, right? You kind of were phrasing it as like an adult gymnastics journey and then it morphs into a comeback. I know you officially kind of announced this comeback the end of July, early August, but there had to be a moment before that. And, and I'm curious if something comes to mind where you're working out alone or you're doing something else and you're saying like, wait a minute, like this isn't just me in shape, this is me doing something at an elite level. Yeah, it was, there were some moments like that where like, or I would set like little, almost like barriers or boundaries or goals or like what, if I can do this, then maybe I can, you know, come back or, or if I am successful at this skill. And I kept hitting those and making those goals. And then I was just kind of like holding myself back. Um, another one of the biggest ones is reaching out to Tom Forrester, our team coordinator. Um, I was like, well, maybe he'll tell me, um, you know, it's not a good idea. And, and he did it, but that was just like me. Cause just trying to be like someone else, tell me it's not okay. Instead of just realizing that it's, I was my, I was holding myself back. <laughs> You've been in the sport a long time, right? I mean, really kind of doing, doing things at a high level, going back to 14, 15 years old. What, why is it typically that people don't compete at this sport at this age? Uh, it's, it's a lot. It is, it's a lot on your body. It's, it's a lot of pounding. And, you know, generally it's, it's done after college or, or if you want to continue doing an elite, you know, you need to figure also, though, how to live and support yourself. Um, you know, if you don't have sponsors lining up out the window to be like, here, here is some money, go train. Um, don't worry about anything else. So it's, it's trying to, you know, find that balance. But, um, but yeah, a lot of it is just our bodies sometimes need, need a break or, you know, have had old nagging injuries. And I've, you know, I've had my fair share of injuries, but, you know, taking quite the break I did and taking a long time to get in shape and not just trying to like okay let's try to get in shape in a month like it took an entire year of just doing like stretching and strength and conditioning and then when it came time like oh i feel good like i should try gymnastics like taking that time um i think made a big difference it's it's interesting in in your sport as you've discussed right so many of the prime athletes it's those late early teenage years early 20s but in other sports you so often hear about athletes 
in their late 20s, they finally figured out how their how their body works. They're, they're kind of reaching their prime and everything. Yeah. What do you know about yourself and how to operate physically at 32 that maybe you don't even yeah. understand at 20, 25? Yes, um, it, you kind of hit it. That's exactly how I feel. I've learned so much more about my body and what it needs, like strength and conditioning wise, a little bit more with recovery wise and how and how to train just so I feel better. And it's also really hard to like know worked when I was younger, only training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then having just two conditioning days on Tuesday and Thursday. I don't know, but it's working now. And like I said, I do just have a much better appreciation and I enjoy the conditioning and I'm stronger now again, which is crazy, you know, being at that highest level when I was younger, um, and then it was just doing because you, you had to do it and someone's telling you to do it. You know it's good for you, but it's just like, eh, whatever, let's get through this. And now I just, I understand it so much more, like the direct correlation it has on what I'm doing. And then what about the mental side of it too? That, that also really correlates. Uh, you yes. hear about older athletes in any sport, right? They just know when to ramp it up, when to pull it back. They don't maybe have the same nerves that you might have when you're a teenager. What have you learned in that regard? Yes, I have. I've learned it's, I, well, one, I just, I, I understand my body better and that just helps in general. And I feel, you know, pretty confident with things I'm doing. Yes. I've gotten nervous so many times, like trying a new skill again or trying an old skill that it's been forever. But then once I'm getting it, I'm able to just really truly focus and be confident and know and believe in my ability and believe in like my body and my gymnastics that I can just do it. And it's so much more of the quality over quantity thinking like I know because I have a limit. It's like between three to five of each gymnastic skill. Um, and so when I know going in, like knowing that I'm like, I want to make these three count and then having the confidence to know that I can. So I get up and I'm like, and I want to hit those one, two, and three. Um, it, that part of it is different from before. You've, you've stayed very plugged into the sport, right? You were a judge at the last Olympic trials, you coach regularly, you're involved. How much does that help your understanding of where you need to be as if, you know, as opposed to just saying you were out of it and you're like, let me see if I can dust this off and still go. <laughs> Right. Uh, it helps tremendously. Yes. Just, just being a judge, still being involved in, in the sport at the highest level and knowing what everybody is doing is, is certainly helpful. Um, and also just having a really solid understanding of the code, just from being a judge. It's like, once it really comes down to like routine construction, that will just help make the puzzle of doing, putting those together a little bit easier. You talked a bit about your injuries, and and for those that have followed your career, right, you have you have had those along the way. I, I had a great conversation last episode with a WNBA player who had gone through a, a, a litany of injuries, like five ACL tears, eight knee surgeries. I was asking her what what drove you when you might feel like the universe is saying, okay, like don't don't do this anymore. Why do you get back up again? And she had talked about. Uh, always hearkening back to that feeling of knowing what it was to be great and, and, and having that inside and knowing that she could get back to it. And that has always driven her. I'm curious, as you proceeded through your career prior mm -hmm. to now, and you kept coming back from things, what, yeah. what drove you to continue to get back up and go? One of the things was my goals. Like 
you know, having the shoulder surgery in 2006. Um, and I just, I so badly wanted to make that Olympic team, especially from 04, getting so close, making alternate to not being able to compete. It was, that was just like, oh, that was so hard. I, and I don't know it because I've not been it, but it was almost harder, I feel, than not being on the team to get just like right there, but just be like, ah. Um, but just that goal and dream of wanting to be on that team. And then also just the love of doing the sport. Like I love doing gymnastics. I love being in the gym. Do I love it every single day? No, there's tons of hard days, but it's just the joy that I get from doing it. Um, and yes, and just that goal of, of wanting to reach the pinnacle of the sport. It was interesting you described, and a lot of Olympians talk about the pain of being an alternate. It is, it is almost equitable or equitable to when you're in a, a sporting event. It's sometimes easier to lose by a large margin. You know the event was never in doubt than to lose at the very end and think I had a chance at this. A lot go through that, as you described. So, so you make 08, and then you come back again and try and make a run at 12. What, what was it after your lead up to trying to make London that then you said, okay, like this is, this is it for now. Now, now I'm really going to step away from competing. Yeah, that was it. I felt like it was time. Cause I was super lost in a really bad place, just like mentally after 2008. And then I, I got it together and decided that I was going to focus and give 100% um, starting in like 2011. So I did a little bit of a comeback and it just wasn't great before that. Um, and it was, you know, not having quite the finish that I wanted at the classics, ending on a really bad competition with the Beamer team. But then I was still able to do the post-Olympic tour in 2012. And I was trying to look at that as like a celebration of my career um, and just go out there and have fun that way. And that felt, I just felt like in a better place and being like, okay, I can feel good about everything I've accomplished in the sport. And this is a great way to celebrate that. Um, and it, and it is a good time to, you know, to get out of it. And I, and I felt good with that. Athletes that aren't in the uh, Olympic world, if you, if you think of pro athletes or college athletes, they can look very much year to year. You often hear it in pro sports. I wonder if he or she'll come back and do one more year. In, in the Olympics world, right, you really, it's that often you're committing to that four-year period to try and go to the next. Can you kind of describe what a, what a just hefty goal, just a big meal that is to take on to say, I'm not just going to try and do this one more year. I, I'm going to be all in for the next four. It's, it is, it's a lot. It's a lot. And for me too, like I remembering, you know, that first kind of conversation, figuring that out when I was 16 years old, um, you know, you just, you made alternate and, you know, you're not happy with that. Like, do you want to, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep doing it at this level do you want to go for another olympics because it is it's four years it's not just like okay you got one more year let's do this it's it's another huge time commitment um and the well the thing that helped too is setting this the smaller goals in between like wanting to make a world championship team and another world championship team um so that starts to make it a little bit more manageable manageable but it is it is huge when that most major competition only ever happens every four years. You look at now what, what you're working on and, and has come back. And of course, the timing has worked out, right? Where an Olympics has been postponed and pushed back a year. Did that factor a lot in your mind? Had the Olympics been on schedule and happened this summer, would that have changed how you're operating? Yes, I think because, I, I mean, 
the reason I have a chance to even make Tokyo 2021 is because it was postponed. Um, Cause there would have been no way to even get ready. Um, you know, cause I would judging a competition in the very beginning of March before everything shut down. Um, so there was just, it wouldn't have been feasible. You know, maybe our joke was before all of this happened was like, well, you're training. Why not just go for 2021 worlds, <laughs> which is also an amazing goal. Um, but yes, the, everything, you know, that's happened has, has had a huge impact on it. And I know you're taking this piece by piece and not looking too far ahead. So how do you judge your progress now, right? You've kind of taken that big step and said, yes, I am, I am making a comeback, which I know, as you as said, was, you know, filled with a lot of nerves. So now how are you gauging yourself as you work towards next summer? Um, I just, I, I'm liking to see forward progress or, you know, just, how the skills are looking, how they're feeling. Um, my endurance is a big thing, just trying to get like the endurance, especially like beam is the most, is the farthest along. It's just how quickly can I get through all of the skills and still have them be very good, you know, very clean with little execution deduction. So it's just gauging kind of that part of it, especially for beam and then floor just, you know, starting the endurance passes again. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've, I've been worried about the most is just, can I get back to that kind of shape? Like, yes, I can do all of these skills, but can you put them together in a routine? Um, so that's the thing. But I, 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 I've been steadily making progress and steadily able to train kind of under this, like this new thing that we're trying, like the new schedule. Um, and I feel really good about it because it allows a chance for my body to take a little bit of break of the pounding on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then I'm still taking the weekends off um, while also continually moving forward. What does success look like for you in 2021? Is it, is it an Olympic team? Is it just being in the mix? How do you kind of feel about that right now? Well, I think being in the mix um, would be huge. And I, it, right now I already feel like what I'm doing is a success because I'm, I'm making progress. I'm training, I'm doing well. Um, and the other biggest part of that is I'm inspiring people. That is one of the coolest things to me is for someone to reach out to me and say, Hey, I started running again, or I, I just took an adult gymnastics class for the first time, or I'm, you know, I want to start working out again. I took a dance class for the first time. And that having that kind of positive impact on someone's life is incredible. And I, I've always kind of been shy and not done a lot on social media. And this has just felt like a bonus round for me and being able to share this and see that kind of positive response that I can have on other people is remarkable. Yeah. Well, you'd, you'd never guess because your videos are fun. They're engaging, you know, like, you know, I eat, even as a gymnastics kind of novice, it's fun to watch and kind of see the way you explain things. You mentioned being an inspiration to others in between your, your last run at the Olympics and now started a family, two kids. What, what have you heard from other parents, moms and dads that know what it is to juggle all of that? How, how have you inspired them? I have. I've, I've heard from a lot of moms who, who have done, uh, just started doing something for themselves. And it doesn't even have to be working out or, or trying gymnastics, but just taking that time to have a little bit doing something for yourself and like 
because that's what this is for me. This is something that is, is just for me and it makes me happy, but then in turn makes me a better mom and more attentive to my kids and I can just be like all in that way. So I'm feeling like it's had nothing but like a positive effect <laughs> like on our life overall. Um, so just showing that we can do something as parents for ourselves and it can still, you can still be a great parent. And, and then just the general support, you've talked about your supporters, right? And you've had a steady group of people that have been cheering you on since the early 2000s. And yeah. I saw when one video you saw, right? One, one club had made like Chelia pins and people are really excited. Does that almost surprise you a little bit? Like, wow, people are still, are still invested in my journey after all this time? Yes, um, I honestly had no idea what was going to happen or just be like, people, you are crazy, like whatever. <laughs> um, but it's really been the opposite. It's, it's been so cool to see that amount of support that's there. And it just, it means so much to me to have so many people following along and, and just being part of the journey with me. And I, I do, like I said, I, I've never sh shared so much, but I think that's the cool part of it because I, I don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like if I can be real with sharing as much as I can and showing, you know, some kind of the, the struggles and this and that, and just showing the real steps it takes to get to a competition and not just show up and be like, here I am. <laughs> it's, it's different. We, we talked a bit about uh, your growth, both kind of physically and mentally over time as, as you stepped away and then have returned you alluded to some of these challenges. You're so close to making rosters. You, you, you have injuries. It'd be understandable if you had a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth when it came to trying to make one of these teams again. How do you handle your history and kind of compartmentalize or, or deal with the times that didn't go the way you wanted them? Um, I, I owe a lot of that to my parents because I, I don't feel any ill feelings about any of that because I've learned early on from them too it's like to to be okay with feeling those feelings of anger and disappointment and frustration and even feeling like the why is this happening to me because those feelings are all valid and if you take the time to feel them and to grieve for not making this team or not getting that chance it makes it a lot easier to move on um and i like i said i, I have so much to thank my parents for that, for allowing me the time and, and validating that saying, like, it's okay, but now how are you going to respond? How are you going to react? And what are you going to do about it? So when this chance comes next time, you know, you could have a different outcome. It could be a positive outcome. Um, so for me, like I said, being okay with, with being angry, but then figuring out how to move on from it, because you need that time. And then when, when you think about the sport, big picture, there's certainly been a ton of success at the Olympic Games. You know, everyone can rattle off the names of the athletes that have done well over, over the last couple of Olympic Games. But outside of that, a, a dark cloud, to put it mildly, when you're talking about the news that surrounds gymnastics uh, with all of the sexual abuse and all of that stuff, how, how do you stay positive about being in a sport and, and knowing, right, as you progress, you'll probably be asked questions about this. Mm -hmm. It'll be part of the story even if it's not part of your story, how do you kind of handle those things when they come up? It's, it's really hard. And it, it's so like heartbreaking for me to know that there's been so many who have not had a good experience 
especially when I know that you, you can, and it's possible and it's possible to be successful in a positive environment. And it's, it's so hard to know that a lot of people just forget that we're just dealing with, with children. You know, it's, it's, that part of it is so hard, but I want to, you know, be a part of the process to know that you can, there's a better way. And your story, I think, is an inspiring one to show the positive. I, I don't know if that was your intention, but that has been probably a nice side effect that mm -hmm. you have displayed uh, something positive for the gymnastics community and something that shows the resiliency of the sport, yes? Yes. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't like, hey, this is why I'm doing this. The, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because I love gymnastics and I'm having so much fun. Like there, there's no other reason <laughs> that I need to be doing this right now other than I'm doing it because I love it and I enjoy it. And it's something that makes me happy. Um, and that that part of it is just a bonus of, of being able to show that it can be done differently. Do you ever let your mind drift to what it might be like if you were to get all the way back to where you were to an Olympic level? And how do you kind of process those thoughts as you're, as you're working on this comeback? Um, that's hard. I'm trying to get too ahead of myself um, and just keep trying to improve and, and get better and, and try to get there um, gradually because not trying to be like, oh, well, I should be here right now, or I should be able to do this right now. Like, no, I, I've taken a ton of time off, and I'm, I'm steadily making progress, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. And so it's, yeah, it's been trying not to get too far ahead and be like, okay, like, things are, you know, coming, or I, I need to get ready for a competition, and, and we're not there yet, which is great. Um, just going to kind of see, it's, it's a journey. We're just going to see what happens. <laughs> what What is the timeline? I mean, and I know COVID has thrown everything up in the air, but yeah. but when when would be the the first competition for you theoretically? Uh, the first possible would probably be around February. Okay. Um, which I think is really great. If there there's a lot of time to to prepare and get ready, and then everything else is pretty much just on the same timeline as it was supposed to be this year. It's just now one year later, like with the classics and championships and trials being at the end of June, it's, that's all pretty much on the same timeline. Have you heard from any of the other uh, elite gymnasts that are competing for Team USA, ones that have been in the mix of the last Olympics or, or are training forward to kind of check in on your journey? No, no, no not really. Okay, I was just curious if uh, yeah. they kind of saw you and were like, all right, go for it, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> No, um, not like current ones, former teammates. Yes, yes. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, look, I, I think if this is not, you know, a story, as, as I've said before, if this doesn't inspire people, right, to kind of, as you said, even if it's something as small as, I haven't worked out in a while, I'm going to go for a run, to something bigger, to go chasing a bigger dream, uh, you know, there, there are a few better examples than what you're working on. Uh, well, we, we, we close these out with uh, three questions uh, every interview to kind of check in on what's good with you. And the first one I'll ask, and maybe it's something you're doing right now with your training, but what's something you've done to kind of take care of yourself during this pandemic time? It, that was working out, you know, just, just working out, doing that, having that time for me. And then what's, what's something you've done for someone else, maybe family, friends, that sort of thing? I've tried to 
um, this was mainly during the pandemic, but tried to pop in on as many Zooms as I could with other clubs across the country if it was just saying hi or running one of their Zoom workouts just to try to keep the morale up in just such a crazy time. So many young athletes are dealing with that where they couldn't do what they love to do. And, and I know more are coming back online, but but yeah. what was a typical message you'd give to to those younger kids when they couldn't get out and get on the mm-hmm. training that they would usually do? Um, it was always, again, just like validating, like this is crazy times. We're all in this un- time of uncertainty and it's okay to to be upset and, and to be angry. And this is all that, like, this is the best that we can do right now. So, you know, trying to come together, like with that message and then trying to leave them with something to think about, like maybe you want to work on your splits and getting your flexibility or work on your knees or your feet and trying to pick something that they could focus on that wasn't necessarily like a gymnastic skill because we weren't doing that in our houses, but picking something else that sometimes gets overlooked. Um, so when you get into the gym, that's something you can feel like accomplished, like, hey, I got my splits back or I was able to get my knees straight or make my feet a little bit nicer. So things like that to have, you know, that they were feeling like they could accomplish something even if they're not in the gym. And then during this time, what's what's kind of a, a thing you turn to as an escape, something to really make you laugh, to kind of lighten the mood? A badge just playing with my kids. <laughs> they just they just crack me up so much. Um, and trying to we I mean, just being outside a lot, because that's that's always super nice to to just get that fresh air and not feel cooped up in a house or a building. Excellent. And I, I had one more thing I was reading about I wanted to come back to. The idea of you performing a move that could be named after you. Is that uh, something that is super interesting to you? What's, where does that rank in the kind of accomplishments in gymnastics to have a move that's called after you? Yeah, that, I, I, it ranks pretty high because um, I have a turn on floor that's, that's named after me. But to have something on the beam, there's like a couple of them that I'm working on. It would, it would just be so cool again to have something like that, to have a, you know, a high rated difficult afro element um I like icing on the cake <laughs> very cool uh chelsea great to talk with you thanks so much for spending some time and, and best of luck on this comeback thank you so much i really appreciate it